0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another show with your host, your favorite, hopefully one of your favorite deplorables right here, David Harris Jr. And so welcome to uh, this Monday, TGIM, I always like to say TGIM, the president just got finished with his press conference and I like to try to always uh, get some clips. It never ceases to amaze me how these reporters, these liberal whack reporters these whack jobs that are somehow have press credentials and have the ability to get into the white house press briefing are just hell-bent on trying to do one thing make our president look bad well they only continue to make themselves look bad so i've got some clips for you today and some clips from this weekend that i think you're going to absolutely enjoy plus we've got nancy pelosi being exposed we got democrats being exposed and we've got some very uh, in, in, some very innovative uh, millennials that are fighting back against the absolute draconian measures that are being put in place in California. Friends, you're going to love this show. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Hopefully, you are sharing this. FB is being nice to me. Please share it. Twitter, thank you so much for retweeting. YouTube, thank you guys so much for chiming in. And if you're listening right now to my subscribers, Uh, on my podcast thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your time to get the truth from this brother right here if you're not subscribed yet you're missing out on not only my daily shows but also some amazing one-on-one interviews with individuals that i think you'll all love and enjoy hearing from just this week i'm gonna have roger stone on my podcast to share what the heck is going on with him and some other behind the scenes information that i haven't heard anybody else asked him ask him so far I know he was just recently on Tucker Carlson on Fox. Well, I've got him this week on my podcast, only on my podcast. So let's jump into it right now, friends. Well, the president just does not cease to amaze me when 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 he's actually asked some good questions. The uh, the Paytech Protection Program, the PPP, they're calling it, which would be an absolute saving grace to small businesses around the country, has been held up by Democrats for going on a week. I believe, hopefully, they've uh, they've come to a resolution, and it looks like from the press conference today, they'll be signing something very, very soon, but we still need to see it. But why in the world has it been held up? Well, the president got to at- answer that question over the weekend. Early,
1: Yes, please, go ahead to the back. I just want to ask the- so the Department Jen of Justice will, in fact, support. OAN, please. Okay. OAN. Thank
2: you, Mr. President. The Paycheck Protection Program saved an estimated 15 million jobs. Just run out of money. The Democrats, specific, specifically Nancy Pelosi, have been blocking that funding. Yeah. Do you know why Speaker Pelosi is
1: uh, dragging her feet on that? Well, she thinks it's politics. I don't think it's good politics. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has been blocking it. Uh, Schumer has been blocking it. And I think they think it's good politics. I don't think it's good politics. I think it's bad politics. But I don't care about the politics. It's so great for our country because we're going to have all of these companies that are, you know, it's a bigger employer. Let's say it's the same, but essentially it's the same power. All of these small businesses added together as the big companies about 50 50. And it's so important, and they will be scattered if we weren't able to do what we're doing. And essentially, we're giving these small businesses that won't make it, they can't because they're closed. We're giving them money to take care of their employees so when we open, they can get back into business. It's been a very popular plan, even with Democrats. I think it basically passed unanimously twice, the first section, which is 350 billion. So we're trying to get 250. Nancy Pelosi is blocking it. She sits in her house in San Francisco overlooking the ocean and she doesn't want to come back. She doesn't want to come back. She doesn't want to come back to DC. She's got to get back and get this thing approved. It's very important. Uh, Please go ahead.
0: Correction, that was actually today that the president made that uh, address to Nancy Pelosi, sipping on her, uh, whatever she drinks. We know she likes likes to drink and show off her ice cream. You know, I was going to show this video a little bit later on, but I'm going to go ahead and show this Video right now. Pelosi just loving to show off. Hopefully, you saw the video. A friend of mine, Fog City Midge, Maggie, she actually put some price tags on all the things that are inside of Nancy Pelosi's kitchen that she so eloquently chose to use the backdrop for her video talking to this late night talk show host that just wanted to know how Nancy was doing. Not how uh, her constituents are doing, not how America's doing, but Nancy. How are you doing in your home? We're here with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and we've asked her to share something from her home. This is something you can get through the mail. You're a rich
2: girl and you're gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway. Say money,
0: money won't get you too far, get you too far You know, I believe Nancy is the epitome of the swamp. She chose to show off her very expensive refrigerators and freezers full of very expensive ice cream while many millions of Americans today, are absolutely trying to figure out how they're gonna put food on the table, if not today, maybe next week, maybe in a couple weeks. I know I personally have family members that have been furloughed yet don't have a paycheck, haven't got a paycheck yet, and are still waiting to find out when they're gonna get one. One thing's for sure, those same relatives that uh, that I love did get their $1,200 stimulus check from the president, deposited right into their bank account. So it's things like that that the president is doing to, that to help Americans, while Pelosi and her minions just continue to stonewall anything positive that this president is doing for all of us, for all Americans. Uh, we've got uh, the president asked about China. This definitely was over the weekend. And this reporter just wanted to try to make our president look bad as they continue to try to do, he had a response later. I can't wait to show you. But this was absolutely just disgusting. But he didn't—he uh, didn't mince words, telling this reporter exactly what he thought of him. We're gonna find out, yeah. So, shooting. so when when you repeatedly praised Xi in January and February, oh, you go. said uh, he will solve
2: the problem. You said he was doing a great job. Were you duped
1: what? by President Xi? No, 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 no. I made a, a deal that's phenomenal. Uh, for the United States. Now, you know who was duped? You, exactly. you and, and the Obama administration were duped for years because China was ripping off this country like in the history of any country. Nobody's been ripped off like the United States by China and many other countries. And we stop it. And we've done done a we've done a deal where they're paying us 250. They are buying 250. They didn't do anything for us. You know, we didn't even have a deal. It was so bad. The deal. These comments. No, no, no. no. It is about a deal, because the deal started a long time ago before anybody heard about this. The deal was finished uh, a number of months ago. Very happy. I was very happy. I hope they were happy. Billions of dollars came in in tariffs. Billions of dollars. They're going to be purchasing billions. And then, all of a sudden, long after that, I find out about this. Right, and I I'm told right, you, you not, say, I told you, I'm not... Listen, listen, CNN. Job. Listen, it's CNN. A big problem. I told you I'm not happy about it. And this was after the deal. So we have this wonderful deal. And I was very... Nobody's been tougher before the deal ever on China than Trump. Then I made a deal. I was very happy with the deal. It's a great deal, great for our farmers. The farmers have been paid a fortune already. Then what happened? No mistake, we made a great deal. Now I find out after the deal, after the deal, not after the deal, I find out that I'm not happy. You you people are so pathetic at CNN. Let me just tell you. Sure. I was very happy with the deal, very happy with everything. Then we find out about the plague, right? The plague. And since we found out about that, I'm not happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you people are so pathetic, CNN. They absolutely are. Is, is that pretty much the sentiment of most Americans out there that are watching these press briefings that want to know what's actually going on, what the president's doing, what the task force is doing to get our country back, get our economy back, get us back to work, and we've got to sit here and listen to these so-called reporters, that all they want to do is try to make the president look bad? Well, I think the president shares the sentiment with the rest of, most of, the majority of the American people when he says CNN absolutely just is horrible. They suck. He went on uh, to to share some more. Uh, I shared the article. If you didn't get to see it, hopefully you spread the word about this. President Trump delivers scorching takedown of confrontational CNN reporter at press briefing tells him he doesn't have the brains you were born with. (laughs) CNN has an agenda, and that agenda is to make President Donald Trump look responsible for a global pandemic and injure him for the November presidential election. CNN reporter, that was Jeremy Diamond that we were just watching, did his part uh, during Sunday's White House virus task force briefing when he got confrontation with the president. Diamond asked why the president would show news clips that praised his administration's response to the pandemic, when around 40,000 Americans have died uh he went on to just absolutely exacerbate uh, this this guy so hopefully you saw that article hopefully you shared that article i think americans need to actually uh hear the truth about cnn and other mainstream news outlets that i'm going to show you a clip that's absolutely just disgusting in just a second but it's important for us that may not watch the mainstream media that are aware to their agenda agenda of programming us trying to propagate us, trying to just fill our minds and brains with what they want us to think about this president and this pandemic. A lot of times we don't get to see what they're talking about. I think it's important that I bring it to you so you're aware of what maybe some of your friends, maybe not friends so much longer uh, or so much anymore, or maybe some of your family that you may not even talk to anymore, or they don't talk to you, it's kind of important to know what they're watching and what they're listening to. And that's what I try to do is bring you the truth and bring you exactly what the heck is going on. So here's a clip from the mainstream media. I think this is MSNBC of a panel of individuals. Thank God they're at least doing their own social distancing. I wish they'd do a little bit more distance or I wish Americans would do more distancing from them. But apparently we're not doing enough distancing from them because they just continue to hit the airwaves with their nonstop attacks, and they just can't help themselves by trying to make everything racist. Are you kidding me?
2: Oh, it's it's a strange sort of civil rights-ish movement, if that's what they think it is, but it it also seems to extend, and you were writing about this this week, Dave, to let us have WWE, because WWE is an essential business (laughs) because people can't watch sports. Yeah. No, they've gone from all lives matter to no lives matter. Uh, these folks are, let's be honest about what they are. They are the Fox News, Nazi Confederate death cult rump of the Republican Party. And their very existence is a slap in the face, not only to the health care workers on the front lines, risking their lives every single day, but it's also a slap in the face to the people who are actually dying from this virus in disproportionate numbers, black and brown people. These aren't economically disenfranchised folks. These are small business owners. These are retirees. These are people who want their workers, to be sent back to work, not themselves. It's a complete and utter farce. It's an astroturf farce. And also, I think it needs to be said, it's also unrepresentative of the Republican Party as a whole. I just saw a poll that said 70% of Republicans want a national stay-at-home order. So this represents nothing except the narrow astroturf interests and the hard racist interests that
0: combine and form the modern-day Republican Party. Well, guess what, David? David? I am a part of the Republican Party. I proudly support President Donald J. Trump. I've met him seven or eight times. I really should know the exact number, but uh, it's been several, at least seven or eight. I've been to the White House uh, four or five times. I've been inside the Oval Office one time, and I can attest, President Donald Trump is not racist. You, sir, it's individuals like you, that are the real racist because you paint an entire category of people racist why because of our political ideology because we believe in the man that has made our country greater than it's ever been and i guess i don't fit your racist plan i apparently don't exist i'm the unicorn i'm the dark-skinned brother that supports and loves this president it's individuals like you that are driving division and hate you're, you're racist, you're worse than that. You're creating fear, you're creating racism, you're exacerbating something that really didn't exist very much for the majority of people that I know, didn't really deal with too much racism, really, honestly, if I can be honest with you, until Obama took office. Once Obama took office, it seems like racism in our country went on a stellar, skyrocketing pace. Division went on a skyrocketing pace, and you, and all the rest of you in the mainstream media, continue to just be the left-wing kkk of the democrat party pushing a narrative that's all about manipulation and control well we're awake over here we're awake to your nonsense and to your lies and hopefully enough americans will also wake up to your absolute ludicrous claims and totally slanted bias reporting it's absolutely disgusting and you shouldn't be on the air Yet that's exactly what we have, and not just on the air, but we also have that coming at the president from his own press briefs. This is another example. I shared this article. Hopefully you guys, you know, make it a point to go to davidharrisjr.com throughout the day when you want to get your news. I've got a team of people that do a lot of research and a lot of fact finding to make sure that we bring you the truth and bring you the truth that most other news networks don't want you to see. But we reported on this. A Miami Herald columnist tweeted, crowded beaches will work nicely to thin the ranks of Trump, DeSantis, and Jimenez supporters. Are you kidding me? She is literally talking about death to Trump supporters or individuals in Florida that support Governor DeSantis. It is disgusting. Yet this woman writes for the Miami Herald. As some Florida beaches reopened via social distancing guidelines on Sunday, Miami Herald Metro columnist Fabiola Santiago tweeted that Florida residents packing beaches should work nicely to thin the ranks, uh, end quote, of supporters of President Donald Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis. Santiago tweeted that packed beaches should work nicely to thin the ranks of Trump, DeSantis, Jimenez supporters in Florida who value money over health. There's her actual tweet. She went on to delete that tweet. At least, uh, or excuse me, he did. At least he did a Mia culpa, if you can believe her. Uh, she did, I apologize. Thread, I deleted the tweet commenting on people at the beach because it didn't accurately convey my sentiment, and I want to apologize for the phrase I used that offended many people. Regardless of political differences, I would never wish any harm on anyone. That was just today. You know the problem with that? It's too late. You already put that tweet out there. You already put a tweet out there, not just trying to speak division, but literally speaking death on Americans that support our president, support Governor Ron DeSantis, or support conservative values. What is it with you Democrats and death? It's like you literally are married, you're partnered with death. Whether it's pushing the, uh, the agenda of Planned Parenthood, of abortion, first term's not enough, second term's not enough. We gotta go all the way up till the point of birth. Oh, wait a minute, let's not stop there. Let's talk about ending a baby's life after it's actually been born. What is it with you Democrats and death? It really does not, it really ceases to amaze me because we're starting to get used to it. Hopefully, Americans are waking up to it. Every single time a, a, a Trump supporter has been accused, Of committing some act of violence it's turned out to be absolute hogwash even worse made up by a liberal jesse smollett the nfl player that broke into robbed his own place blamed it on trump supporters yet every single time it's a liberal that attacks a conservative or donald trump supporter it's factual it's even caught on tape i don't know how many times i had to report post and report on how many acts of violence were committed against conservatives last year I'll have to re uh, drum that up and publish that again. The problem is, it's always one-sided. I guess you can take it all the way back to the KKK, the militia arm of the Democrat Party, uh, that we as Americans have a stain on our history, but that stain is draped in blue, Democrat blue. It's exactly where it's, where it's at, and that's where all Americans should understand that that's exactly where it's at. Well, the president was then asked this question. Again, trying to make him look bad, trying to get him in a I caught you moment, trying to, this woman literally is painting a story. She's trying to draw people in. Oh, I interviewed some people and they got sick and they got sick because they didn't see you wearing a mask. Can we not forget that the president is in one of the most secure places in the world and that before individuals get into the White House, they're checked, they're screened, For temperature issues for the virus can we not forget that while the president is doing his darndest to keep all of us safe he's also showing a vote of confidence he's also being uh uh, very confident and very uh, just positive about where we're sitting and where we were currently sitting do we have to forget that or do we need to believe your story on these people that you met and interviewed that got sick and then want to blame it on the president
2: your language and how you approached the coronavirus at the beginning. I interviewed someone who said that his family got sick. They went to a funeral um, in mid March, and they said mainly because the president wasn't taking it seriously. He said if I, if the president had had a mask on. If he was saying we should stay home, then I would have stayed home. Well, Instead, I, know, I have I, family I members. I'm just I'm yeah. the, the, he said his family members were sick, and because they were, but they were listening to you. And do you feel like, or are you concerned that downplaying the virus maybe yeah. got some people sick?
1: And a lot of people love Trump, right? A lot of people love him. You see him all the time, right? I guess I'm here for a reason, you know? To the best of my knowledge, I won. And I think we're going to win again. I think we're going to win in a landslide. But just so you understand, you're talking about March, right? Yeah. And yet, excuse me, excuse me. I know. I understand. And yet in January, a certain date, you know the date better than I do, we put on a ban of China, where China can't come in. And before March, we put on a ban on Europe, where Europe can't come in. So how could you say I wasn't taking it seriously?
0: He absolutely was taking it seriously, yet at the same time, he was trying to exude hope and confidence, while at the same time, we were listening to lies coming from China. Apparently, today, China has Uh, Denounced the theory, the question on whether or not the virus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, if you believe that, I've got some beachfront property for you in Wuhan, California to sell you. Yeah, there is no Wuhan, California, obviously. There's no beachfront property there of Wuhan either. I probably could have said Montana, but you get the point. I don't believe anything coming out of China. I don't believe anything coming out of the World Health Organization either. Neither should you, Yet these reporters just continue to try to act like the President wasn't doing anything whatsoever when he shared on multiple occasions that out of the 21 people in the room when he made the decision to cut travel from China coming into the country in, on January 31st, he was the only one that said we need to just stop it. Everybody else said, nah, let's play it out a little bit. Well, there's other countries that tried to go that order, tried to go that direction, and they're suffering dire consequences right now. So we are thankful that the president did what he did and took action when he did. And all you reporters that continue to just try to uh, catch the president in some I gotcha moment, keep doing it, please. It shows us, the American people, that the president was right. You are the enemy of the people. You don't care about the truth. You don't care about the facts. All you care about is trying to make the president look bad. And what what should we call? What normally do we call anybody that tries to make the president of their own country look bad? I can think of a few words. I'll let you fill in the blanks. So keep on, go ahead. Just keep on uh, going at the president in these press briefings. I think it's waking up a lot more people than is getting on your side. I don't think people are siding with you whatsoever. Meanwhile, there's quite the disparity when it comes to Christian churches which the president spoke on last, uh, just over the weekend, Uh, he spoke on this disparity. He spoke on why is it that certain churches, that Christian churches are being more attacked, or being more scrutinized than maybe some mosques? Well, I had to report the article for you. I I published this uh, yesterday. Muslims are free to worship as they like while Christians are arrested and fined. When did this happen? Islam has become the preferred religion of the left. You cannot attend a christian service while sitting in your car with the windows rolled up if you're a christian but no one goes after mosques why do who do not practice social distancing do you hear that sound it's the founding fathers rolling over in their graves why are christians who practice social distancing treated worse than muslims who don't under the constitution all religions are given equal treatment at least they're supposed to a syracuse mosque is allowed to have daily prayers without the threat of fines or imprisonment you can see the video for yourself sure they're they're not even six feet apart maybe they're trying to but uh you don't see any police there there's nobody over there giving them tickets there's no police cars in their parking lots so what is with this disparity i'm thankful that the president addressed that over the weekend and he's put that on notice i think he's letting americans understand that he does see it We've got AOC and plus three that continue to rally and chant and say very anti-Israel statements, comments. Uh, They do not love Israel. And that's not a normalcy for Democrats. At least seven, eight, 10 years ago, it wasn't a normalcy. The Democrat party actually did try to support Israel for the most part. Now it's making a complete 180. At least the president is calling it out and uh, sharing it like it is. So the president was actually asked uh, this question. And I'm glad that OAN has the opportunity to be in the room and ask some serious questions. OAN is fast becoming, along with com, one of the places that you can get trusted news, news that you actually want to hear about. This reporter from OAN, she actually asked the president a good question about the mainstream media and why they just continue to do nothing but try to drive division between the American people and the president.
1: Uh, Things are happening that are very good. The country is coming together. And I'll tell you what, the people are coming together. The people are really coming together. I think you're going to find that uh, our country is much more unified. I do think that the press, the media, foments a lot of this, uh, a lot of anger. I really believe it foments tremendous anger. For instance, I'll be asked a tremendously hostile question from somebody, and then I'll answer it in a hostile way, which is appropriate. Otherwise, you look foolish. Otherwise, it looks like just walk off the stage and bow your head. I can't do that. You know, I just can't do that. But a lot of these questions that are asked from certain networks are so hostile, and there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. We are in a war. This is a World War II. This is a World War I, where, by the way, the war essentially ended because of a plague. That was one of the worst ever. They lost almost 100 million people. Uh, but we're in a big
0: war. While we're in a war, certain reporters only want to drive more division and hate. Do you see it? I really hope you do. I really hope America sees it. I really hope they wake up. I showed, I've shown you enough clips. They continue to do nothing but just come after this president. But I really believe it's unifying us like nothing else. The president went on to share some amazing things that are, are happening. Some Democrats are championing the president and this administration and the task force and their response to helping states uh, in, this, in this COVID-19 crisis Call it what it is, the Wuhan uh, virus crisis um, Some Democrats are Yet the mainstream media to, just doesn't want to report on that They only want to continue to try to bash this president It's enough to make anyone that truly loves America And respects the office of the President of the United States Sick It's enough to make you sick Sick of them Hopefully sick enough to turn them off and stop watching them that's hopefully what we're all sick enough to do. Well, Ilhan Omar, it just can't seem to keep her nose out of uh, out of things. She wants to try to introduce something that's absolutely preposterous. Something that's not even conceivable. Something that sounds good that probably would fit right in with AOC's green new deal. Something that we're going to we're going to the government's going to take care of everything for everybody forever. You just got to depend on us. You got to rely on us. Yeah, Ilhan Omar suggests that all mortgage and all rents should be suspended indefinitely. And then, oh, we'll create a bill to generate money to pay for stuff. Do you know how many bankruptcies that would cause? Yet Ilhan Omar, I don't think she's keen on economics, unless it's the economics of how to get into our country through uh, through marrying your brother. Just say, it, just say it like it is. That's about all she knows. Ilhan Omar introduces a bill to cancel rent mortgage payments during the pandemic. Ilhan Omar has offered up a bill that would drive many people into bankruptcy. She wants all rent and mortgage payments to be forgiven until the pandemic is over. How many landlords out there can afford to do without the rent payments for an undefined amount of time? She says it won't hurt the landlords because her bill would set up a fund for those not receiving rent or mortgage payments. And you can file that under delusion. There is no way to create a fund large enough To even make up a small portion of the money needed to reimburse landlords or banks. She also set no limits on who or how much rent or mortgage can be forgiven. As an example, Hunter Biden is paying $12,000 a month. So four months would cost someone $48,000 just for one rental property. Omar is backed by other members of the squad. This country is going to have a hard time in bringing the economy back online, not to mention the debt the federal government has racked up, this bill would be a total disaster for the country. Yet, I don't think Ilhan Omar cares. I think disaster is her, AOC, all the squad, it's their middle name, it's Pelosi's middle name, it's Chuck Schumer's middle name. Fill in their middle name, just just, just, just Nancy Pelosi disaster, Chuck disaster, uh, Chuck disaster uh, Schumer, uh, Ilhan disaster Omar, Alexandria, disaster, Ocasio-Cortez, you get the point. Their middle names pretty much is a disaster. Equals disaster for our country. Let's get over to Obama. Oh, Obama, he just wants to prop up his buddy Joe, his good old former Vice President Joe Biden. The potential hopeful to save America from Donald Trump. The champion for the Democratic Party. Joe Biden. Not to mention the fact that Obama urged Joe Biden not to run. He waited until there was nobody else left, and then Obama threw his hat in the ring for Joe. Well, we had to take his video that he put out, purporting uh, supporting the the, the vice pres the former Vice President Joe Biden. And we had to just add a little bit of context to exactly what uh, Obama was talking about when it came to his good old friend Joe. We need Americans of goodwill to unite against a politics that too often has been characterized by corruption. A Ukrainian natural gas company accused of corruption appoints Hunter Biden to their board of directors. Carelessness. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Self-dealing. I look, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Disinformation. Corn pop was a bad dude. Ignorance, gay, gay, gay bathhouses. And just plain meanness. Wait, 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 why, why, yeah, yeah. You're getting nervous, man. Join Joe. Trump is going to eat him alive. Yes, Joe Rogan, you nailed it. Along with, I think, a lot of other Americans are believing and thinking the exact same thing. Trump is going to eat Joe Biden alive. I think that if the Democrats could have their way, they would keep our economy shut down at least through November, probably until next year if they could really have their way because then uh if they did get joe in office which they won't but if they think they could they could probably use the defense production act to then take control over the private sector and now you've got big government now you pretty much have socialism and then everybody can get used to this self-isolation because that's about what you get in a country that's turned socialist yeah this is pretty much just a uh a test a a 30-day test so far on socialism I know, going to the grocery store, I never thought I'd see so many empty shelves. Yet, if you're in Venezuela, that is now a normalcy. To a once very rich, very wealthy country, they are absolutely destitute. Why? Because of socialism. And that's just good for the Democrats. They don't care whatsoever because they have all the ice cream in their fridge and they have all the money that they need to do whatever they want. And they can really give two craps about the rest of us. Well, Obama, I like to say, oh, bummer because boy, were you a bummer. I've heard the acronym that O-B-A-M-A stands for. I want well, one big eh, mistake America, but I still use O oh, bummer. Oh bummer, oh what a bummer you were, but oh glad that you are gone, but now you're still trying to stick around and prop up your old buddy Joe. Not gonna happen, Joe's not gonna get in there, and he definitely is gonna give us a lot of funny clips come, come debate time. Even if, if, even if it is simulcast. I bet you they'd still do it. Trump and, Trump and uh, Joe would still have to be on the stage together. They'd be on the stage together six or hopefully they're 10 feet apart. Uh, I don't want the president getting too close to him. But America will still get to see exactly what uh, Joe Biden's consciousness is made of. And I think it'll be one that's very hilarious to watch. Well, the FBI, friends, the president talked about the fbi saying that they were the top of the fbi were absolute scum the top of the fbi was scum you'll find out what i'm going to do president trump said in this video and like i already said this week i'm actually going to interview roger stone i've got what the president had to say about roger stone and general flynn uh, uh over the weekend and this is uh this is a beautiful thing. I really can't wait to interview Roger this week. It'll drop on my podcast uh, this week as well. But here's what the president had to say when asked if he'd be willing to give some pardons. Please go ahead. you thought any more about pardoning Paul Manafort or Roger
2: Stone so they're not exposed to
1: coronavirus in jail? Well, i just tell you this. Uh, Roger Stone was treated very unfairly. Paul Manafort, the black book, turned out to be a fraud. We learned that out during the various last number of weeks and months. Uh, They had a black book that came out of Ukraine, turned out to be a fraud. Turned out to be a fraud. They convicted a man, turned out to be a fraud. General Flynn was a highly respected person, and it turned out to be a scam on him. The FBI said he didn't lie, and Mueller's people wanted him to go to jail, okay? So So what am I going to do? You'll find out what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. But I will tell you, the whole thing turned out to be a scam. And it turned out to be a disgrace to our country. And it was a takedown of a duly elected president. And these people suffered greatly.
0: Well, I cannot wait to talk to Roger Stone. Actually, one of my good friends uh, worked for Roger on the 2015-16 campaign trail for the president on his Twitter Hey, on on his Twitter account. And he gave me some inside questions to ask Roger. So that is happening this week on my podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Show. I'm gonna give you a clip right now. If you have not already seen this movie, this documentary, it's on YouTube or go to outofshadows.org. It's an amazing, ex- amazing documentary of a gentleman named Mike Smith. I'm also gonna be interviewing him this week. That podcast will drop later in the week or on the weekend. But Mike Smith was in Hollywood for over 28 years. He was a stuntman in pretty much any action movie, big action movie, potentially he was in it. He was the stunt double for some of the biggest A-list actors out there, period. And while he was a stuntman, he got injured. It was because of his injury and because of what you're about to hear that he wound up not only believing in God because he became uh, he, he became a believer in the fact that Satanism was very real in Hollywood, but it also led him on a journey to expose and bring some truth and insights into to the, Amer- the minds of Americans about exactly how deep and corrupt uh, Hollywood is. It, it is. it is very eye-opening, but it is very necessary to watch. Here's a clip from Out of Shadows.
1: You are either 100% batshit crazy, or you think all this is real in the spirit world. And she looked
0: at me and she said, Michael, I am one of the only pelvic floor therapists in Southern California at the time. And when these satanic people and these evil people do their rituals to little girls and women and boys, who do you think puts them back together? I do. It's completely real and you need to look into it. Mike woke. Up, His story is absolutely amazing. I actually had the opportunity to meet Mike and Liz Crokin in Nashville Just about a month and a half ago right before the entire shutdown or everything started to shut down uh, He invited me back to his studio at his home to watch the preview for out of shadows It would have been amazing to do that. I didn't get a chance to do it But I did watch it about a week ago. It's had over I believe close to 10 million views on YouTube it exposes a lot but one of the key individuals featured in that film in that documentary is Liz Crokin. Now, Liz was a very respected journalist. She's somebody that had worked uh, inside the White House. She had written for massive media publications, outlets. She was respected. She was very, very successful. And then she started to investigate child trafficking in DC and trying to ask questions that had to do with that pizza joint. I'm gonna watch my mouth here make sure I don't say too much. And then she was immediately blasted as a conspiracy theorist, a wag job. You can listen to this herself, but this podcast is up right now on the David J. Harris Jr. Show on your favorite podcast platform. Here's Liz. You went from that individual that was respected, appreciated mm-hmm. and welcomed to the crazy mm-hmm. self-proclaimed citizen journalist. Yeah conspiracy theorists, you know, whack job, nut. And every story that they write about me, they rarely ever contact
2: me. They rarely ever ask for my side of the story. That's Journalism 101. If you're gonna do a story about
0: someone or or something someone's claiming, then you reach out to them for comment. That's, I mean, that's one of the first things you learn in journalism school. That never happens. And what they'll say is, you know, they'll mock me, they'll make fun of me, and they'll claim I'm not a real journalist, and then they'll talk about Pizzagate, and they'll say, you know, um, she's promoting the debunked conspiracy theory. Well, you'll never see in the story how it's been debunked. They just say it's been debunked,
2: but you'll never see them explaining how it's been debunked, ever.
0: Yeah, they don't. Absolutely uh, was an amazing, Podcast with her did a deep dive some of the positive things that have taken place uh, And some of the negative things that have taken place since that documentary aired You're gonna want to hear what she has to say and you're gonna want to share it with friends and family There's been an absolute uh, agenda to suppress out of shadows on YouTube They've made it very extremely hard to find uh, But you can find it and share the link out of shadows.org uh, out So you can find that podcast as well Uh, at the david j harris jr show and if you like what i bring you like these interviews you want to see more of them and you want to see my reach grow please do me a favor give me five stars and leave a review it helps go a long way for me to try to reach more of the masses with the truth that i uh that i like to bring well i think all of us saw that reporter that said that he was from taiwan if you were watching the press briefing last week This reporter said he was from Taiwan. I believe that uh, China continues to try to put plants inside the press brief just to try to get at our president or make him look bad. Well, this guy actually lied when he said he worked for Taiwan. He actually works for China, and he's facing a $16,000 fine. Doesn't seem like enough, but the second Chinese propagandist made their way into Trump's daily briefings. One of them now faces a fine of $16,000 by their home country of Taiwan. No citizen of Taiwan is allowed to work. For the Chinese government on April seventh, after asking a question that suspiciously, suspiciously sounded like Chinese propaganda, President Trump asked a reporter if she was a Chinese propagandist. She insisted that she is not and that she works for a private company, which could be technically true, but was still not truthful. It is a private company that the Chinese government owns. Twenty nine percent of the thirty seven percent is a former. Uh, Owned by a former propagandist for chinese people's liberation army who owns 37 percent of the company So the reporter who claims she does not work for the chinese government absolutely does Work for the chinese government president trump needs to tighten the rules For who gets to attend his briefings at the white house enemy propagandists have no place to be there The gentleman from taiwan is another article, but uh, that's exactly the same kind of nonsense that they continue to just push Uh, On all of us And uh, One final article here Because Joe Biden just continues to try to Just lie So we're going to fact check Joe Biden Hopefully you see this and hopefully you share this Joe Biden just continues to lie Eight false claims in Joe Biden's latest attack Joe Biden has come up with What he thinks is the perfect strategy To win the presidential election Number one is he must not appear in public So his gaffes are limited to live Interviews and there's still plenty of them And secondly and most importantly Never tell the truth He has had one ad that used splicing In order to make the president look bad It might work Democrat voters are not the sharpest tools in the shed But I think they're waking up His latest ad contains no less than eight lies That have been debunked Some of those have been given three Pinocchios From Glenn Kessler At the very liberal Washington Post Still Biden uses these lies In every campaign speech, interviews And his political ads He failed to act We've got the truth there Joe Biden warned the nation in January. We've got the truth. Actually, he said Trump was a racist xenophobe. Uh, Trump left us unprepared for the pandemic. There's the truth. Please read this. Please share this. Biden told Trump that he should insist on having American health experts on the ground in China. Well, problem is the president did that. Uh, Trump rolled over for the Chinese. He took their word for it. Are you kidding me? Are you hearing the lies that are coming out of Joe Biden's mouth when he himself is the one that's been doing business in China? And his son? The president was right when he said over the weekend that if if Joe Biden took the presidency of America, America would get sold to China. Friends, we've gotta be thankful every single day, not only that Hillary is not our president, but that Donald Trump is, that the Democrats are being exposed, and that their supposed champion to uh, take the presidency has a hard time rubbing two thoughts together as, uh, as a kid rubbing two nickels together. Friends, it's uh, that's about where we're at. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Hopefully you're enduring, you're making your way through this current crisis, this pandemic. Enjoy what you do have to enjoy. Hopefully your family's close by. Enjoy some quality time and get back into your Bible. Open that thing up, even if you haven't read it for years or decades. Or get the Bible app on your phone. That's what I use and I love listening to that. And just ask God what he's thinking about. Just talk to him just like I'm talking to you. What are you thinking? God, what do you want to say to me? Speak to me and then open up the Bible. I've done it lots throughout my life. And I'll tell you, he never ceases to amaze me that he'll hit me right there with a word that's very timely and something I need. I needed to read. God bless you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to my show. If you haven't, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. It helps me go a long way and you're gonna love these interviews. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your Monday night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.